This is the Rolling Elephant Podcast. And if you don't know that by now, dear listener, you have not been paying attention. Yeah, I mean, I guess it is possible that someone could be listening to this and have not figured it out, but for for 300 episodes, could they have done that? I think it's doubtful. Oh, can you just think of the poor soul that is just starting to listen to us now and has to re-listen 300 episodes? <laughs> and and that is actually a, a contractual... Oh, yes. Uh, as soon as you listen to any episode, you are contractually bound... Uh, to go and listen to the entire backlog. Sorry about that. Uh, it's just uh, something our lawyers made us put in, just for, for the clicks. No, it's just because I don't want to include a what happened previously part in every episode going on. <laughs> Too much work. Previously on the Roaring <laughs> Elephant podcast. <laughs> yes, two, two, two questionable experts talked about garbage. Um, oh, don't say that. <laughs> I put this on my CV, you know. <laughs> yeah, me too. Very questionable choices there. But uh, yeah, so this is the magical, the mystical, the not sure I ever thought we would make it to this number. Episode 300. Three centuries, at least in terms of when you're talking about numbers, not 300 years, of episodes. How do you feel? It feels like 300 years. As excited <laughs> and alive as you were when we first started, John? Um, less nervous, definitely. I remember the <laughs> early days that was nerve-wracking. I mean, fortunately, we didn't do video in those days. We just did uh, audio only, so we could kind of hide ourselves away. But now with the YouTube part being alive for also a century... We really have to be out there now. So, yeah, I think we both kind of matured a little bit in how this works. And I guess we learned to care less, if that <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> I think the... Oh, before, actually, before we launch into all this, we do have a thank oh, you yes. uh, to make, which is we have another new Patreon. So thank you to... Uh, Xavier, for joining the Patreon crew. Uh, we really appreciate your contribution. It helps make even terrible episodes like this episode 300 <laughs> a reality. And um, yeah, we we couldn't, well, we could do this without you, but it would be much more painful. Uh, so we uh, really do appreciate all the contribution that all of our Patreons give. And it, it has certainly been a factor in us continuing to do this, that we have more and more people uh, signing up so thank you so much and if you have suggestions or thoughts or comments or things that you would like to say to us please don't uh, don't be shy on giving us feedback we always like to hear from our audience either through the website uh, through the patreon pages or um, commenting on youtube but we'll come to that a little bit later yeah maybe a quick uh, public service announcement in between while we're talking about this anyway first of all savior thank you very much for being a patreon as all patrons, of course, thank you very much. But if you send us messages to the Patreon platform, the Patreon platform has the, uh, the the habit of just eating them and not letting us know that there's a pay, there's a message there. So if you put something on there and we haven't reacted to it, sorry. The thing, the stuff just doesn't make it visible very easily. So if you really want us uh, to, to see a message, please send an email to podcast.org. That is something that will always go well because I manage the mail server myself. Mm -hmm. There you go. Or any data loss is all Jan's fault is the other way of putting that. I love the positive <laughs> energy that's coming from my co-host every day. It's... So for those of you that maybe joined uh, not at episode one, 
we thought we'd do, as we often do on these uh, these sort of big number podcasts, we do a, a quick sort of recap of the, the eras of the podcast. And maybe you can decide just how far uh, back you decide to go. But remember, you're contractually obliged <laughs> to listen to them all. Um, and, I mean, I think where better to start than uh, than the beginning, which I believe was actually uh, over a bottle of wine and uh, a pair of steaks, was it not? Yes, it was in the middle of uh, Warsaw, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And that's where the most crazy ideas, I guess, get hatched. <laughs> but um, yeah, never thought we would actually do it at that point. But we got the napkins on the table and started writing little blurbs and abstracts about what the podcast would be about and since we were both working at hortonworks at the time we kind of mm -hmm. naturally decided to talk about all things big data indeed and that's it that sort of year one uh was born and back back in that sort of time really so we started off um as a fortnightly uh, which is every two weeks, uh, for those who don't listen to the world of fortnightly. Um, big data, primarily big data-focused podcast. We didn't really stray too much outside of that remit. As Jan says, we were both working in the big data space. It sort of made sense for us to spend our time talking around uh, those kinds of topics. And uh, I think we covered we covered quite a lot of ground during that first that first year. Yeah, we were also very lucky, of course, because working in the sphere, we had a lot of big data, famous people that we could easily ask for an interview. Because again, if you just start out with a podcast, it's very hard to just reach out to people and say, hey, we got this podcast. We don't have any episodes yet, but do you want to be on an interview? Uh, that makes it a lot harder. I mean, once you have a couple of years on your belt, then it kind of turns around and people start offering themselves up, uh, can I come talk on a podcast, which makes it a lot easier in our planning cycle as well. But in those days... It was close to home. It was definitely stuff we knew about. And that also helped for me because all the technical stuff was new as well. How do you record stuff without losing recordings? How do you make that work persistently, automate things, things like that? So it was just easy to stay close to home with uh, the subject matter in those days. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And the, the other thing is sort of we, we were still very much figuring out the, the format of things. We were very much kind of fiddling with the sort of the general flow of, of how we were doing things. We sort of maybe not changing things drastically um, every single episode, but we went through quite a few sort of iterations of exactly what we thought we wanted to be back then. Um, you know, even sort of continuing through, you know, the first probably three or four years we did, you know, things like event um, reviews where we'd go to conferences and we'd actually you know talk about the conference itself and some of the sessions and various different things like that as well. Yeah, and in those days it also made sense because these days all of the event sessions are just online, visible, viewable. You can just participate. I mean, I guess COVID made that happen. But uh, in those days, if you weren't there, you kind of missed out on it all. So just having a couple of speakers on the episode on the on the on the on the podcast and just giving our own. Uh, feelings and reviews, I guess, of, of speeches, of, of talks that uh, actually mm -hmm. were one of our biggest grossing episodes in those days. Yeah, yeah. The fun part was those were recorded live in the hotel rooms with uh, very, very <laughs> fragile <laughs> setups. So that was a yeah. lot of fun. Have you tried to upload Indeed. a couple of gigabytes from a hotel Wi-Fi 
five, six yeah. years ago. <laughs> and this was when, I mean, that was the time also where, of course, like with during the events, we would do daily episodes. So like we'd be at the conference during the day and then like that evening, we'd then sort of figure out what we were going to talk about, do the quick, epi the sort of episode for that day's session, get that uploaded. I think we only did that a handful of times because it was quite a lot of work, but it was also, yeah, it was also quite entertaining. Yeah, and that's when I realized you, you're the smart one, letting me do the editing. Because we recorded <laughs> the episodes and Dave went to the bar and I spent another three hours editing the episode. <laughs> I think I think if I remember rightly, uh, certainly at least uh, one particular day to work summit, I remember um, heading to a, uh, a pizzeria to grab a couple of pizzas and drinks and then bring them back to the hotel room <laughs> so we could carry on. Well, you were editing and I was uh, essentially feeding you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pizza and drinks, that was good good old days yeah indeed we we also sort of around about this time you know moving into sort of year two um we started to sort of factor in more current things so we sort of got this idea that we would maybe alternate between sort of a news focused episode and a topic focused episode and that was sort of the idea there was to really talk about you know what was current what was going on what news was happening and you know, share our view on it or just draw light to certain articles that we thought were worth shining some light on. Yeah, it was also a way of getting content because that was also the point that we went from bi-weekly to weekly episodes. So doubling mm -hmm. the amount of creativity required from your hosts. And we didn't get an extra two hosts to, get, to add to the creativity pool. So we had to do that ourselves. And by kind of borrowing from, uh, from current news, it's a somewhat easier way of getting uh, another episode out every week. And yeah, at the start, we went from bi-week to weekly. You we weren't entirely sure if you were going to have enough ideas to talk about things. Now, in hindsight, <laughs> we haven't been yeah. ever lost for words, I guess. But uh, yeah. Indeed. And, and really, we sort of continued that sort of flavor i guess or pattern or framework of the podcast for quite a few years it was really um so you know that switch to sort of news and topic episode was around about early year two and episode 33 onwards um, and it wasn't really until about year four or episode 150 onwards so literally halfway through the running order um that we sort of you know both of our careers had had sort of made a bit of a, a shift or were shifting, um, depending on who we're talking about here. And at the same time, um, you know, we wanted to sort of shake things up a little bit as well. And that's when we really, uh, I would say, broadened the scope. That was around, I want to say that was around the same time where we also changed the name of the podcast from, um, it used to be the Roaring Elephant podcast, uh, Bite Sized Big Data. And we, we sort of uh, changed that as we changed our scope to bite-sized big tech, uh, which, but we, we never got rid of the, the Hadoop elephant. Cause I think that's, it's just so iconic to like what, what, how we started our sort of uh, our history. And I think it just sort of, it also sort of fits. It's also in the name, right? It's a roaring elephant podcast. You'd have a roaring elephant in there. And what's the best known roaring elephant? I mean, if it were the treating. Penguin would have text, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we sort of we broadened our 
our sort of scope of the podcast then into sort of a lot more enterprise technology in the broader sense, the, the data space in the broader sense, the IT space in the broader sense, and definitely, I mean, maybe we, maybe we should think about it being the, uh, the Roaring Penguin podcast, because we definitely at that point also made a pretty good shift. Um, we were always, both of us, sort of quite uh, interested and excited around open source technologies and you know, it seemed to make sense to also encompass that um, totally into the, the run and the remit of the podcast. Yeah, I also talked about things like cloud that was happening at those uh, that time as well. Mm -hmm. And also in my career, that was kind of a nice fit where, where I ended up at that time. So yeah, just talking about more oh, is it organizational, I mean, less bits and bytes, but more about the people doing the bits and bytes, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it. Yeah, your good point there. Actually, more more people focused rather than just purely the tech focus. Yeah, very good. Uh, really, the next phase, the the fourth phase of the Royal Elephant Podcast, was around about year four and a bit. And I blame Dave <laughs> for this one. It's not exact, uh, but we decided that, and I say we, <laughs> decision. I agree. <laughs> I agree. We would. <laughs> We would move to YouTube with a uh, full um, video podcast. Now, I, I want to say, had we been doing just the thumbnail stuff before then? Or did we just, did we backfill? We, we actually had been doing just the thumbnail uh, no, videos. We backfilled at that point. The moment that we start, we created the YouTube uh, channel at that point <clears throat> and there was nothing yeah. there. So at that point I, I wrote some scripting to build all of the MP3s into MP4s, which of course didn't have any full video footage. So I had a, a mm. FFmpeg to the, to the rescue to create little thumbnails automatically. And that little thing, fortunately in those days, the YouTube I, uh, API from Google actually worked can't say that anymore mm. today. So I was able to pretty much automate all that. I did kind of have to color outside the lines because the amount of uploads, we had like uh, 200 episodes to upload at one go and Google kind of throttles that. But mm -hmm. apparently if you create like 10 accounts, they throttle per account and you can still do 10 uploads at the same time in parallel. And I'm not saying it worked, but just saying that mm -hmm. some creativity. But our, our entire backlog <laughs> is now up there. Um, and remember, you're obliged to go and listen to it. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we so that was the point where we started um, sort of uploading. And I want to give an absolutely massive amount of credit at this point, especially uh, to Jan, who just figured out how to make doing this, especially you know we we got doing the podcast down to a fine art and I say we when I really mean Jan uh, he's sort of is definitely the editing powerhouse in in this uh, this duo but he'd also then over the course of a couple of months figured out relatively quickly a really efficient way of um, generating sort of the the talking head YouTube sort of view that you see here and you know really absolutely massacring any sort of manual effort in any way, shape or form and really automating as much as possible, which, you know, I'm still in awe of, of the work that, uh, that you've done Jan, to like get, get this as relatively smooth and slick as it is, because the, uh, I, I know for a fact that if, if it was me doing this, it would be horrendous. Every episode would be late, probably by several months. 
and uh, yeah, the the end result would also be terrible. So just you know, a really huge shout out to the the work that you both did then and continue to do. Oh, thank you very much. Do I get a raise now? Uh, yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the multiplication, get, right? Let's see, we take we take zero, we multiply no, 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 by zero, add. we add zero, no. and uh, and yeah, there we go. Yeah, but the whole idea behind the YouTube videos was that it had to be done as elegantly as possible. And that's why using OBS, what you're seeing on the YouTube videos is what we are seeing when we're recording this. So it, the scene changing is basically live. And I obviously do this not enough and I should do this more often and also put myself in the spotlight from time to time because YouTube and I talk, <laughs> I forget to do that. But just having this, yeah, on the fly in the recording itself, basically all I need to do in the editing stage is cut out the occasional uh, mobile phone that goes beep or doorbells or sometimes mm -hmm. our video conferencing software drops off internet yeah. happens but uh, yeah just making that as uh, effortlessly as possible was a very big thing and uh, very happy then a little plug perhaps a little shout out perhaps that i uh, discovered davinci resolve so if you if anybody there is doing any kind of uh, video editing there most people kind of gravitate to the adobe suites because that's the most known one but DaVinci Resolve, it's got a big learning curve, but the very nice thing is it's free. They have a commercial version, which has the Hollywood bells and whistles, which I really don't need. But the free package is very powerful, very user-friendly once you know the idea behind this, the setup. And it really helps mm -hmm. a lot to make this work. I mean, I yeah. couldn't do this without uh, Resolve. So DaVinci Resolve, if, anybody, if people are listening to a podcast, perchance, thank you for doing that. Please keep doing it. Yeah, definitely. And we sort of, we also, a little bit after that, so the, the kind of fifth phase, and we're getting into year five now, um, around about episode 220 onwards, we sort of dropped the concept of having this specific sort of alternated news show or topic show or batch of topic shows and then a news show. And we started to encompass the news more as a topic if there was news worth talking about then we would use that not really talking about the news article itself necessarily but using that as a inspiration if you like as something that we would discuss and that was sort of again another fairly significant shift it sort of continued this cycle of us not needing to necessarily come up with a, an episode recording idea ourselves for every single episode we could find inspiration from an article or something in current events and we could just kind of riff on that for a while and uh, seem to seem to work out pretty well. Yeah, like I think we kind of already kind of evolved a little bit towards that because at the beginning with news episodes, we actually did reporting the news. And mm. I think fairly quickly, we kind of migrated away from that to just giving our opinion about that news article, but still very specific about the article itself. And then, yeah, year five, you just kind of let the news inspire us, but basically talk about the stuff we want to talk about. And hey, I read this thing in the paper, we can talk about this. Or this person wrote that piece of um, not interesting news. <laughs> uh, let's mm -hmm. see if we can make it interesting. That, uh, yeah, it's 
kind of went away as a purely news show, which I always kind of mm. was sad about because I kind of liked my little thumbnails with uh, breaking news and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go back and check the uh, the thumbnails of some of the uh, earlier episodes. Like actually, that's another area I think that's had a, a like a massive step forward as oh, well. Oh come on, the blue little ele- the purple elephant logo. That was the original one. That's Oh my god, that was terrible. Anyway, we're not we're not even gonna talk about oh, that. He gave, gave me, for those gave of me you credits, that want to find the He gave me credits, all credits for the logo of the Roaring Health and the podcast go to Dave. He built that thing <laughs> in I think Illustrator if not mistaken. Yeah. And he made it so complicated that I do want to change the, the name from big bite size big data to bite size big tag. It was not easy. It's a beautiful yeah. logo, so thank you very much for that. No, oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. It's it's the, it, it is literally the least I could do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I think you worked on that. You, you spent some time on that, on getting on the, the scratches on the the, the 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 outside borders, the marbling effect, or whatever you want to call it, to get that nicely done. I did. Actually, um, I, I have a a secret uh, to share, Uh-oh. which is if you look at. Um, uh, just making sure it still exists. Uh, Is there something I can share? Let's see. Um, so, so the, there is actually, there's a podcast. I mean, there was a podcast, I guess, technically. Uh, let's see when the last episode was back in May 2021. And it's a. Uh, a 40k uh, podcast, Warhammer 40k podcast, called the Independent Characters, and the original logo for the Independent Characters actually inspired um, the Roaring Elephant podcast logo. Now I think they've they've definitely changed it uh, quite a bit since the original uh, logo, so it, it wouldn't it wouldn't necessarily sort of. Uh, spring to mind unless you unless you knew what you were looking for but uh yeah so that that yeah that's the one so the logo in the top left there um i think it's say i think it's changed from the the original one but it's sort of uh that was a little bit of the original inspiration that i took nah our logo is nicer uh i agree with that for sure (laughs) um but yeah, so that was that was sort of the around about year five where we we sort of uh, wrapped that up, and then the next the next shift um, was around about year six, the uh, sixth phase of the Roaring Elephant podcast, where and Jon, you mentioned this earlier, it sort of started a. Co- I think it was more of a coincidence than a. Um, it was a very well planned thing. Uh, maybe I'm Although not I think I'm just but... taking credit for something I really don't want to take credit for. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So around about the time of uh, the COVID pandemic, uh, we had I think we'd done a, a previous year. We'd done a session on um, on co working. Uh, on sorry, on remote working um, with um, with uh, you know uh, Rudolfe, who's an, an definitely an expert in that space, runs Remotive.io, uh, a fully remote-only sort of jobs and advice site. And that was pre-pandemic, and we decided we would uh, we would run another one, obviously, as the pandemic really took hold as a sort of 
both a refresher, but also, you know, what's changed since everyone went remote. And obviously, uh, we've all been living that life ever since. And that was also around about the same time when we sort of really did make a, uh, a, a pivot towards a lot more, not necessarily soft skills, but just the tech industry is, is, is sort of very wide and, and varied. And I think at that point we decided we also had something to share from our own experience and from the experience of others, other guests that we could bring on board. So we, yes, we talked about remote work. We're currently going through a session around career paths. Um, we've talked about, you know, open source and, and some of the uh, common misconceptions that, you know, in many cases are drawn from our own sort of experiences. And we've just sort of stepped a little bit more outside of the, the box that maybe we were in initially. And that doesn't mean that the, the nuts and bolts tech stuff has gone away. It's just that we've you know, further widened the scope of our discussion. So, you know, if you have a particular tech topic that you'd like uh, us to talk about, and we've had, uh, we've had some suggestions of, uh, of data, um, data meshes and uh, sorry, service meshes and data fabrics being one, uh, so, or being two, I guess. Uh, so if you, if there's other stuff that you'd like us to talk about, or even if that is something you'd like us to talk about, then, uh, yeah, please let us know and, uh, we'd be happy to happy to have the feedback to guide the, uh, the next set of topics. Yeah. Cause after 300, we kind of need a, bit of, a little bit of help in there. A little bit of help would be nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, I think the soft skills also happen because the world changed a little bit because I've been in mm. this uh, pre-sales job for a while now, which is the reason for me, at least I do this app, this podcast as well, because it helps me build my skills for my workday job as well, every job as well. But the conversation I've had with the customers I speak to kind of also pivoted away from the pure technical stuff and much more into the, okay, the technology works, but how does it work for me? Yeah. And yes, the podcast also is a bit of an organic thing that lives with us when my life, mm -hmm. and I think you kind of also felt that shift in the, in the industry. When that shifted, all the podcasts had kind of shifted with it. And I think that's a good yeah. thing because that hopefully means that the podcast remains authentic, remains useful, remains fresh. Yeah, and, and somewhat evergreen. I think we we try, obviously, if there's something particularly relevant going on at a particular point in time, we'll try and cover it where it makes sense. Um, but also, we try and talk about topics that have a, a long shelf life so that because you're contractually <laughs> obligated to go and listen to the very first episode all the way through to the very latest, you still get something useful out of the whole experience. And, uh, and for those of you that aren't watching on YouTube, that, that audio effect is just by me le leaning right close to the microphone. So really, if you want to see me bobbing my head around like some crazed loon, you should go and check it out on YouTube. It's uh, thoroughly entertaining. I promise. I agree. I mean, I get enjoyment every week, so. <laughs> um and you know speaking of sort of you know where i guess where why we do this or where we do this or how we do this or who we do this for like there's a big part of this uh yes there's a big part of this we do this for ourselves and for our own amusement entertainment and edification in some cases um but we've amassed a pretty sizable kind of listener base over the 
many years we've been doing this podcast and it's sort of i i think that the the listener base has shifted quite a lot over the time i i sort of have a feeling and obviously we could have done actual research and gone back and checked but that's very very difficult that's actual hard work it's privacy and, sensitive uh, information you can't do that yeah yeah but i i sort of had the feeling that very early on we were closer to more of a a 60 40 sort of us versus sort of rest of world split but uh, our our listener sort of well not our listener count it's that's a bit more tricky to figure out but certainly if you look at the the visitor count to our website which is the easiest thing to track um, it's it's pretty heavily swung towards the US being the number one sort of uh, uh, consumer there by a very significant margin yeah and that's in the recent years because I remember we I think maybe episode 200 perhaps we did the same kind of thing and we kind of did some research then as well I think I remember we do had 50 50 ish. Mm. I remember as well to people who are thinking of potentially sponsoring the podcast that they're interested in where the listeners are coming from and that were the statistics we then pulled out. And that being said, I'm kind of proud that we never had sponsors for the podcast. We've always been totally free and impartial and can just say whatever we want to say. We're not beholden to anybody except our patrons. Yeah. Thank you, patrons. <laughs> uh, but um, up till now, we've never had a sponsored episode. And that's not because people don't want to sponsor us. It's basically that we've made our sponsoring agreement so expensive. <laughs> that potentially... Yeah, I mean, th th that's that's the thing there. Like, we we do actually have... for Like, if there is anyone out there that desperately wants us to talk about their particular product, first of all, God help you. <laughs> Second of all... Um, we do have a commercial sponsor agreement that we'd happily send you if you're interested. And as Jan says, like we've sent it to a few different organizations that have sort of tried to get us to, uh, to talk about their particular product or service or whatever it is. And most of them sort of go, oh, oh, this is a, this is a real number, right? Yeah, well, we'll get back to you because they're, they're not really, I don't think they're a really interested enough i think if they could get free publicity they'd get yeah. free publicity but if they've got to put actual effort behind it then it's, it's probably not something that they're, they're interested in doing yeah, but, but we also intentionally put we, the price kind of high to make sure that they really want us need to want us to sponsor them or sponsor us talk about them if they don't really think, really want it then we don't really want that then yeah well i i think we i think we value our time and i think we value our listeners time and I don't really. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, we've never done always... a one, and I would. I'd actually want to do one just to figure out how much I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd be okay with doing one, but it, it would still have to be something that I actually like had some level of belief in. I think that that's the other problem is that I don't know that we've had anything request us to do an episode on it that we actually both thought it was um you know really worth doing uh, no and basically if it's interesting we're going to be talking about it anyway and if it's not interesting all the money in the world isn't going to make it interesting so basically it's catch 22 i guess we're never going to get rich yeah. <laughs> <laughs> certainly not off the podcast but that's okay because we do it for love <sighs> i do it for experience i mean i don't think i would be able to do the job i do as successfully as i do it if I didn't have, if I hadn't done the podcast for the last uh, almost eight years. Yeah. 
it, there's definitely something to be said for speaking to uh, you know this many people, and I mean it's it's kind of amusing the the number of times when uh, something does sort of pop up in uh, in in discussion or in conversation, whether it's you know in a customer meeting or an internal meeting or someone just happens to read your. Um, uh, your email signature, in my case, which does have the the podcast pod, podcast cast, mm, coast to coast uh, podcasting information in, and uh, it it sort of it still amuses me when people are like, oh, I listened to an episode of your podcast, and in fact, it just it happened to me earlier on today, and the person said, I listened to an episode of your podcast uh, yesterday. I fell asleep to it, <laughs> listening to your dulcet tones. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. I can't decide whether that's, that's a compliment or an insult. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it as a compliment. Hey, every listener's a listener. If they're awake or not, it counts in the <laughs> listening statistics. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Oh, boy. And uh, on that note, <laughs> anything else that uh, you have to add? No, up to another 300, I guess. Oh, save me. <laughs> <laughs> now, that is definitely all the time we have today you can support this podcast uh get us to another 300 episodes oh dear god by becoming a patreon uh join xavier and many of the other fabulous patrons we have and every contribution really does help we are on youtube you can like you can subscribe you can hit the notification bell you can comment and maybe we will comment back do all the youtube things Please go to www.roaringelephant.org for a link to our Patreon page and for more information about this podcast. You can follow us on Twitter using the at Roaring Elephant tag and you can send your feedback always to podcast at roaringelephant.org. Until next time, my name is definitely second best co-host Dave. Okay, in guess that then makes me my name is third best co-host Jon. <laughs> <laughs> and we look forward to talking to you next week. And hopefully with less sniffles on my part. Apologies for that. Goodbye. No See you then.